Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night, wherever it is you are listening from. This is Bev Chahonyo, and welcome to Beverly Speaks, my podcast that has continued to challenge me and stretch me and help me grow and see things and life through different lens, different perspective since March 2020. Um, through COVID and we're still you know the pandemic is still on but I pray that you are still standing so ladies and gentlemen can I just say I'm not going to do a long intro for this one because I think the story speaks for itself but I am going to say if you've been following uh, then you'll be familiar with episode two of this season where Sydney, my brother, was talking about surviving cancer. And since then, I've had a whole bunch of (laughs) y'all reaching out and asking me, wow, how did your mom handle that? How did she get through that? So ladies and gentlemen, this week, today, I want you to welcome my mommy as the guest on Beverly Speaks. I whew, I don't know if you're ready. I know I wasn't ready. Some parts of this story, I was like, what? Wait, that happened? Um, she's an amazing woman. And I love her to pieces. I love her to heaven and back. I respect and admire this woman. And, you know, I've gotten to know her better just through this process of listening you know recording this podcast so again without further ado ladies and gentlemen welcome to beverly speaks my mother my friend my confidant my covering my queen (laughs) my everything tabitha dalizo chahonyo and she's here to speak about overcoming (laughs) surviving cancer and overcoming grief welcome to the show my darling mommy hi mommy hi babe how are you i'm fine welcome to beverly speaks thank you You have watched this journey for yes. me with the podcast. Yes. What do you think of my podcast? It's far-reaching. It's far-reaching. Okay. Very good. It uh, gets into the hearts of people. And it gets... Um, it opens up people's minds, spirits, and whatever. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I have to say thank you because you've always been both my biggest supporter and my biggest critic. Yes. You won't let me do something substandard just because I feel it should be done. Mm -hmm. Uh, But when I do a good job, you'll be the first to let me know. Yes. You've also really supported me. You enjoy my writing and you enjoy reading my writing. Mm -hmm. And you enjoy listening to me speaking like with with Beverly Speaks. So thank you for that. You're welcome. Thank you also for being my friend. Yes. And my giggle buddy. We can sit somewhere and just laugh for hours and I don't take that for granted. We also quarrel a lot. We also quarrel a lot. Mm-hmm. We also quarrel a lot. Yes. Yes, because 
why do we quarrel a lot? <laughs> because when you do something that I don't like, I don't shy off. I just tell you, babe, this is wrong. And I'm stubborn. And you're stubborn. And from the time you started the podcasts, I listened and I kept telling you, you should have done this, this way, you should have... It was like I was your teacher correcting you or marking your work. <laughs> I don't know whether I'm doing that because I'm a mother or just because I want to correct you and want to bring the best out of you. Okay. So that you give people something that has substance. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Mm. Uh, and I, I have to say that I'm not the easiest person necessarily to correct. I don't necessarily take feedback very well initially, but eventually I listen. That's right. <laughs> okay. So you are here because you are the mother of not just myself, but I want us to focus on Sydney's story. Yes. You listened to that episode. Yes. I know it was emotional for you. <laughs> where was. did that where did that take you? Sydney's story. It took me back to a lot of things. Okay. Um I listened to him and I saw how brave he was and it took me back to the time he was sick and to how he was the one encouraging us yeah. when we were so down. Yeah. I remember one day in the hospital, he looked at me and he said, Mommy, why are you wearing that sad face? I'm going to overcome. I will overcome this. Wow. Yes, he told me that. And uh, tried to straighten my face so that I wasn't looking so sad. <laughs> <laughs> Did it work? It worked. Okay. Yes. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, what do you remember about the month leading up to his diagnosis? Um, before I go there, I want to remember in 1979. Mm -hmm. Babe, you were born in 1977. Why are you telling everyone my age? Yes. In 1999, <laughs> 79. 79, I was going to have a beautiful baby boy. Mm hmm and when it was time for him to be born he died just before he was born so mm. it was a stillbirth mm. and so um i looked at it and i had been grieving that when i got sydney i knew god had repaid me not because i had given him anything mm. but you know humanly speaking you, you keep thinking god has repaid me mm. and when I looked at Sid when he was born, he looked exactly like that baby I had lost. Mm. The baby nom named Steve. Stephen. Stephen, yeah. And I named him Stephen because I thought about Stephen who, of the Bible, how he just went like that. And I thought, this is a hero. Yeah. He's gone before us. Yeah. And one day when we get there, we shall find him there. And they looked exactly alike. They looked exactly alike. And I said, oh God, thank you so much. Thank you so much for giving me this baby back. Mm. But I named this one Sydney. Mm. Yes. Mm. Yeah. Wow. So now we go to, he was quite sick leading up to his um, diagnosis. Yes. 
tell us about what that was like. It was heavy. Number one, we had just buried our mother, my mother who died in, uh, on the 21st of December, 2003. Yes. And before that, Sydney was supposed to go to the US. Mm. Then we said, no, 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 let him go in March. Mm. Um, so during that time, my mother died. And then we come from home. We have just buried my mother. And Sydney is getting sick mm. every now and then. And at one time, I came to his room. He was lying there. He had just had uh, no, some nose bleeding. Mm. And I said, Sid, I hope you're not smoking. You know, smoking would make this one uh, bad. Mm. He told me, Mommy, I have never smoked. Mm. You know what a mother is. You keep thinking about things that you may not have corrected, you don't know about. And so while you think you are helping the person, you are asking very heavy questions. But this boy being what he is, he looked at me and he told me, Mommy, I don't smoke. Mm. And I said, thank you very much, Sid. Mm. And um, it went on. The headaches wouldn't stop. And I'm looking at him and I'm wondering, we are taking him to, we have the, he is, he's on medical. We are able to take him to good doctors. But how come he is not getting healed? Mm. And then now, the other thing that had just happened at that time, um, 003, his father had just been relieved from his duties. Yeah. So this means that the medical that had been there has been cut off. Mm. Uh, because of change of government, mm -hmm. Moi went, Kibaki came, he wanted his own people. And so he took, he, he, the father lost his job. Mm. So these are all the things I'm going through. Loss of my mother, loss of that job, Sydney is sick. Mm. Mm. And I'm wondering, I'm looking at it and I'm praying, I'm praying. Praying, I never stopped. Yeah. I never stopped praying. Uh, but I kept wanting God to direct us, to tell me, to tell us what it is that is going on, to reveal the sickness. Yeah, that is what I went through then. And in all this, God is silent. God is silent until one day, Babe talks to a, a friend, the mother of her friend, Let's just be clear. Bev is me, right? Beverly is this one. <laughs> Beverly is this one talking to me. She had a friend. And when she talked to the mother, the mother said, I know a good ENT, ENT that you can take this boy to. Mm. And that is how we got connected to the ENT that did, eventually did the diagnosis. Yes. Yes. Okay. Mm. So what does all this compounded? So there's the loss of Goku, your mother. Mm. There's uh, loss of job. Loss of job for dad. There is Sydney's diagnosis. Mm. You still have five other children. Yes. And you're a working mother. Yes. Work full time in the bank. Yes. No, I had retired. You had retired. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, but how do you, how are you processing all this? <sighs> I was deep in prayer those days. <laughs> you still are. That is the only way I processed it. Mm. I was into the word, reading the Bible. I was into prayer. And I surely, and I believed that God was going to come through 
for us. Mm. But still, the questions were there. Why this, this, this and that at mm. the same time? Mm. It's like, you know, the enemy has brought his whole army. Let me kill the mother and then do this and then the laws of Job and then let me attack this boy. Mm. Because I took the other one, I can take this one. Yes. But what kept me was the word of God. Okay. What kept me was the prayer with very, very close friends mm. and my sisters. Mm. Mm. We prayed. Mm. My sisters would come here and we would just cash her and pray. And pray the whole night. The whole night, yeah. All right. Mm. Um, take us now to the day he was diagnosed. Wow. <laughs> the father had decided he was taking... Be, to be, they want to be taking him to hospital yes. those days. Yes. I don't know what went through his mind but he decided he was the one going to the uh, doctor with him. Mm. So they went, they took the tests and then they said oh, one day they were going to bring to get the results and so they went mm-hmm. and they got the results and when they, they, they came, there is a, a seat I like in the sitting room. Yeah. I sit there, I can see who is coming in through the main door. Mm-hmm. I can see who is, uh, what is happening in the kitchen or who is coming in and out of the, in, in, into the, the sitting room and back to the kitchen. I can see the stairs. the stairs to see who is coming up and down. So this, this day, I was seated in that chair. Mm-hmm. I've always sat there. You've always sat in that chair. And I saw them come in, mm-hmm. Sydney and the father. Mm-hmm. And they, they come in. I'm seated there, and the father says, "Oh, Sid, you can you can tell her. Um, the doctor said this is this one will be healed." And I'm looking at him, and he's telling not telling me what is being healed. What is this one? Yes. So, Sid looks at me. He follows the father upstairs, and they go upstairs, straight to my my bedroom. Mm. So I follow, mm. and the other children who are there they follow. Mm-hmm. So we go there, and it's like, what is it? So, the father is not talking. Sydney is the one who says, oh yeah, the doctor says there's a growth um, and it is malignant, but this type heals. Especially when they catch it early and it is very common in young, uh, you know, in teenagers. Mm. They said, cancer, and it heals. That just put me down. I don't. I don't remember what I what went through me after that, after hearing this is cancer and it it heals. Mm. It's like oh okay. Wow. So from that time, I don't remember the rest of that day. Mm. I think I just got lost. Mm. Um, yeah, I just got lost. I didn't. I don't know what I commented. I don't. I don't know what uh, how I reacted, but to hear my only son had has got cancer. Mm. I'm not saying that I didn't love my five daughters. No. They are beautiful. <laughs> Babe, you girls are good girls. But this boy, coming at the end of the, 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 my journey, uh, my childbearing journey, and then he is a good boy. He is not rioters. He has not given me problems of teenagers and what. And it's like, yeah. So that day, I don't remember uh, how I reacted, but much later, I was talking to God and I was telling him, God, sometimes you are so unfair. 
Now this is me, the human being, mm-hmm. the non-spiritual <laughs> praying woman. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you are so unfair. I'm telling God, this is what you did to Abraham. You cheated him. You were give, giving him a son <laughs> and you told him to kill the son. Is this what you are trying to do to me? God was silent. And still he's silent. He never said anything. He never uttered anything. He, sometimes you wonder whether he's listening. He listens. I think he just smiles and it's like, yeah, my daughter is going through something. I, I've heard it said that, you know, thank God that he does not remember our foolish prayers mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and our foolish utterances. Because if he was to judge us based hey. on that, mm. I don't think any of us would be standing. This would be a very bare planet. <laughs> yes. Maybe some, maybe lots of animals. Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> All right. And now take us through the treatment journey. His treatment, so yes. he started with uh, radiotherapy yes, and then chemotherapy. I do remember we could not find the drugs here in this country. Yes, yes. As a mother, take us through your journey. Now, having heard of cancer, cancer killed my dad way back in 1990. He had cancer of the stomach or something, and he died from cancer. And I saw him go through that treatment here in Nairobi, and he succumbed. And I'm looking at this, and it's like, okay. My father was a very strong person, the type of person you don't associate with death. But he died. Cancer Mm. took him. Mm. Then I'm looking at this young man, and it's like, uh, oh. He has cancer. And I have heard that the the cancer treatment kills a lot of good cells. Yes. As much as it is treating. So I was scared. Mm. I was afraid. Mm. I didn't know whether he was going to make it. Mm. And one thing I thanked God for is that this boy never went to America. Yes. He would never have known what was happening they would probably be treating some tropical disease or something Mm. and we would have lost him yeah yeah i thank god for kenya and i'm proud to be kenyan Mm. so we start we get this uh, doctor dr abuao we were introduced to him by the by dr ndirango who diagnosed Mm. Sydney with cancer. This doctor is calm. Yani, he's talking as if even when you meet him, you you are not uh, you don't take him seriously. <laughs> he is, but he calm. is full of power. He yeah. knows what he is doing. So he says, "This is the drug that I want. Mm. We are going to do uh, radiotherapy, mm. and when it's over, we shall want a certain drug." So, we start radiotherapy. Mm. He has talked about it, I won't repeat, but it was hard. It was hard. But we want to hear your side. And the reason why I brought you, I've told you this, but maybe some of my audience don't know. I got a lot of requests from people saying, we want to know from from the mouth of his mother, of his parents, what she went through. I would go there. He's on that drip. 
that's Nairobi hospital yeah the, it is dripping down the boy is looking at me he's getting weaker he's getting darker you can almost you can see his veins mm. because he's uh, he's uh, light skinned so you can see the veins mm. through the skin mm. and you're wondering is this thing healing or killing or killing so he goes through uh, chemotherapy by the time he is finishing was it 5 months or 5 weeks i can't remember by the time he is finishing he is the boy is weak mm. very weak very dark he has lost a lot of weight and then the doctor goes to check and he says the growth has gone mm. but i can see some cells that can develop mm. again mm. so we need to go through chemotherapy Chemo. and that one just killed me Meanwhile I'm looking at uh, my daughters I'm looking at my husband somebody who has been so courageous so strong I just see him looking weak mm. This thing took him I don't know I don't know how it it took him It took him by surprise It shook him Yeah So I see him weakening I see my my girls by the way my girls I'm told uh, only one of them is uh, a girl the rest are boys <laughs> So they keep telling me mommy you have five boys and one girl The girl is Beverly the gentle one <laughs> You know some people I'm so glad you said it because some people don't believe I'm the gentle one but continue <laughs> so I don't know what they will think of the others. They, it's not that they're not girly girls. They, <laughs> it's not that they're not feminine, but I am the girly 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 girl. So they are there saying, "Mommy, you have been praying. Why why didn't God put this on me? Why did he didn't he put on this? every one of them was saying, "Why did he pick Sydney? Why didn't he pick me?" And I'm telling them, God knew that Sydney would handle this. He didn't he didn't even think about you Milly or Beverly or who or he knew Sydney was the only one that could handle this in the whole of this family. Did you believe that when you were saying it? Yes. Okay. By the time I was telling you because you are angry, you are telling me that uh, why why Sid why not me and I'm saying he's the only one who could have handled you wouldn't have handled. I believed it then. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. But still um I'm still going through the treatment yeah. with my son. Yeah. And I remember this boy had a lot of faith. Yeah. He had a lot of faith. So they have finished radiotherapy. Mm. They are going in for chemotherapy. Mm. The drug that Dr. Abawo wants is not in Nairobi hospital. Mm-mm. Is not in Aga Khan or in uh, wherever not anywhere in Kenya. Mili Captain Captain Kadesa who is the firstborn in this home is now flying Kenya Airways. So she starts calling all their uh offices. offices. She calls London, they don't find it. She calls South Africa, they didn't find it. She called uh Dubai. 
and somebody says in in their um office the manager there says let me look around i'll get back to you he calls back he says i i have found it in abu dhabi mm. so he goes to abu dhabi comes back to dubai puts that drug on kenya airways flight and it comes to nairobi mm. and that is how we got the drug that dr bao wanted because the generic one was there but he was not confident he didn't want that yes. one he didn't yes. want that one mm. so i remember the day they started the chemo that is the day my son asked me mommy why are you looking so sad i'm going to overcome god is going to heal me and i watched that drug the first chemo going mm. through they fix and fix we are standing there uh the father is there several of you are there and we are watching and i'm watching that thing now starting to drop into my to go into the his veins into my son's veins and i'm saying radiotherapy was bad chemo I understand is even worse that is when he becomes sick mm. he has not been sick until now mm. he becomes sick he cannot eat he cannot swallow he cannot yani even even when they are trying to feed him intravenously he looks like he wants just to throw up and when he's throwing up there is nothing he's throwing up because there is nothing he has eaten mm. it was heavy it was heavy it was bad and so he went through that and by the time they were doing the fifth treatment Uh, it was supposed to be six months. It was supposed to be six months. By the fifth month, when they did the last one, the doctor checked him and he said, "I can't give him another one. This will do. Number one, he can't go through another one. Yeah. Number two, this thing is healed. Amen. It will do. Amen. So we wait. Uh, he finishes the after recovering from the fifth one now. He has to see the doctor again. He goes with his dad. Mm. And they go to the doctor. And the doctor uses three words. No trace. Huh? Are they three? No trace of cancer. Four words. Four words. No trace of cancer. and that was it i feel like cheering at this point <laughs> <laughs> that was it so it's like we are still waiting for them here yes we and were always waiting. We are waiting <laughs> and they are coming the dad and it's like the dad is shouting from there there's no trace of cancer yani <laughs> announcing and so, oh my god and we are all shouting we are all shouting and the boy is not even shouting he is just there This reminds me of the day you brought him from the hospital as a baby. I know. We were all shouting and he was just there. <laughs> no trace of cancer. And what hit me at that time is that this boy used to have so many friends. We've been going through this treatment. Where are the friends? Mm. And then I meet one of the friends with the mother. The friend has been around the mother has been away and so 
uh, we were driving. Sydney was driving me much, much later when he had kneeled. Uh, and then we stop, they, they stop, and the mother comes and looks at her, him, and he starts to, she starts to cry. Why are you crying? What happened to Sydney? I said, you were not told Sydney had cancer? I know exactly who you're talking about, so <laughs> she I'm trying been to away. She my didn't tongue. Know. She, didn't, she didn't know, but she was a very good friend. She cried on the road. Yeah. She just cried and cried and cried. Why didn't you tell me? Why didn't you? You were away. You were not here. So that is how I realized Sydney didn't have friends. Mm. But this one friend with the mother, the friend was for, for him. He was around. He was a neighbor. Um, but most of the other friends disappeared. Mm. After that, I saw few of very few of those friends. Yeah. But that was good because now he knew who his real friends were. Yeah. Yeah. But now we are shouting. There's no trace of cancer. I start sending messages to my sisters. Everybody who has been <laughs> no trace of cancer. No trace of cancer. It was like I was to preach Announce it from the mountain tops. I had to preach from the mountain top. No trace of cancer. Amen. And that is how he conquered the cancer. Yes. Yes. Wow. Okay. You you've actually made me teary. <laughs> um. <laughs> so there's, you you talked about we as his sisters, your daughters kept saying, why wouldn't he put it on us? And I know you prayed that prayer as well mm-hmm. many times. Yes. But I also know you prayed another very difficult prayer. That. Oh yeah. Tell me about that. Tell us about that prayer. I watched him one day lying on a... I was seated in my normal seat and across he was seated on a, on a, on a couch. Um, he was uh, lying there and I was looking at him and I was saying, God, that is the time he wasn't even eating it. God, I want to tell you one thing. You either take him or heal him. And I told him, I am now the mother, one of those two mothers who are fighting over a baby. In the Bible, Solomon. Yes, and I told uh, God, you are the other mother. So instead of cutting him into two, you take him. I don't know, I don't know why I told God that, but I told him, you take him. I don't want to see him suffering. Because if you take him now, he is so clean in his heart, I know he will come to heaven and he won't suffer anymore. So you have two options. You heal him or you take him. Um, I will accept whichever you take, you, you decide. Wow. <sighs> <laughs> um, I, don't, I don't know where to go from there with this quest- these questions. I mean... Don't ask. God didn't take him. I know God didn't <laughs> take him, but I mean, <laughs> emotionally, you're taking me on a journey. And I was there, but you're, you're just taking me on a whole other journey. Yeah. Something else had happened during his sickness. A sister of mine, Auntie Julia, mm-hmm. came while he was lying on that couch. And she came and she prayed. And she prayed. And Julia can pray when she wants to pray. And she always <laughs> she wants pray. to pray anyway. She prayed and prayed and prayed. And then she left. Then, 
Sydney told me, Mommy, I saw Aunt Julia in a dream. With this same dress she was wearing today. And she sat in that same chair she sat in today when she was praying. And I was lying on this couch where she found me lying. And she prayed in a dream and I got healed. I've never heard this story. <laughs> like, I have no words. Mm -hmm. He said he had seen Aunt Julia in the dream the exact same way she came. This, where she sat, where I was sitting, where he was lying, and she prayed in the dream, and Sydney got healed. Several days later, Julia came and prayed. Wow. Yes. Okay. So he told you this after she left? After she left. Wow. Okay. He had already seen her in a dream. <laughs> in the exact same, exact same way. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess God was speaking after all. God was speaking. Yeah. yeah. He was speaking. All right. Yeah. So <laughs> uh, I'm going to ask you a very controversial question. Yes. I have been asked severally by several people across the globe since I published that podcast. Mm -hmm. What did you think about the day I kicked him in the neck? Oh, babe, babe, babe. Ooh. It was a mistake. I know. I know. It's like God has healed him and babe is killing him. I'm oh, my sorry. God. Babe. Uh, I mean, I can laugh now. You can laugh. Um, but it, it wasn't funny, laugh. even for me. I, I really know you did were just think, playing and then... I yeah. really did think I had done very much harm to him. <laughs> And then I looked at your face and I looked at him and he wasn't moving and I looked at your face again and I was like, I'm dead. Like, I might as well just, you know. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> wow. Never right. try that again. I will never try that again. <laughs> and now he's a father. Hey. Of two amazing, amazing princesses. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. As you announced that, that he is a father. Earlier on, I think in the early 80s, no, 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 in the, yeah, mid 80s, when he was a baby, we went to Mombasa. <laughs> okay. Mm -hmm. And we were in a hotel and he, start, he got sick and the hotel called their doctor that he was called Dr. Kulumba and he started treating this boy and nothing was happening. Eventually we admitted him at the Aga Khan hospital. Mm. The father had left us there he'd come to Nairobi to do something and then he was joining us again. So at the Aga Khan hospital the father called your father called yes. and he said let me talk to Sydney. Mm. I gave Sydney the phone. He couldn't hear the father. He couldn't hear him. He said, I'm not hearing. What is he saying? Then I told him, can you put on the other ear? He put on the other ear and he could hear. Mm. What the doctor discovered later was that while he was treating malaria, this boy was suffering. He had mumps. mumps. And that is what spoiled that ear. And he had had mumps before. This was the second yes. time. Yes. 
he and that day we almost lost him but he lost an ear only yeah but he survived mm. the mums mm. the doctor told me you have to thank god that you'll have grandchildren oh wow because if this thing that went into the ears interfered with any other uh, part of them you may not have you wouldn't have had any grandchildren mm. when he got cancer that doctor after treating said thank god you'll have grandchildren oh wow and so they came and so oh my came. god <laughs> the most beautiful things on earth yes yes they bring us yes. so much joy two beautiful girls yes yeah yeah mm. he has a beautiful, beautiful family he has a beautiful wife and a beautiful family and the day he was getting married all of us were so excited <laughs> i know even the people who couldn't dance were dancing <laughs> during that wedding and god has given us a, 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 given me a wonderful daughter in law beautiful inside out mm-hmm. has given me beautiful two beautiful girls and i'll be forever grateful amen i'm that. talking about just sydney's, sydney's uh, yes, children yes. Because we were dealing with Sydney. Don't worry, yes. we don't take offense when it comes. Don't to take Sydney. offense. <laughs> we <laughs> know many other grandchildren that are yes. so wonderful. Beautiful. But this ones. time we are talking about Sydney. Yes. 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 Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. So we've dealt with Sydney. I want to kind of take a different journey. Yes. Uh, you've told us about losing your mother. Mm-hmm. And we've talked about overcoming cancer. Yes or surviving cancer. Yes. I want us to talk about grief. Wow. <laughs> wow. It's been two years and a couple of months since we lost dad. Yes. And it has been a heavy, heavy, heavy journey. Yes. Tell us about that journey for you. Because I think for each one of us, it is a very different journey. Yes. But you knew him for how many years? I don't know from 1959. I don't know how many years are those. And you were married for 46 years. For 46 before years. Before he went. And this was your best friend. Yes. Um, I remember standing in the hospital as he was going, mm-hmm. and it was you, me, and Auntie Joy. Yes. And you told me this much later. You said, as he took his last breath, you said something. That God, I've just lost my everything. Yes, I was going to tell God I have lost everything. There goes my everything. There goes my everything. And then I looked across and Bev was looking at me with her big eyes <laughs> and I saw her father's eyes and I said, oh God, the eyes are there. And every time I looked at Bev and the other children, every child has an, um, an aspect of him. Yes. You look at one, they're talking like him. The teeth are like him. They're walking the like eyes him. are like him. <laughs> These ones are walking like him. Yani every child out of the six children has got an aspect of him. Mm. And one thing that he also instilled in you, I also instilled that in you, <laughs> is hard work. Yeah. When you have a job, every one of you you work hard. Yeah. All the six of you. Yeah. Very hard working. Yeah. So I didn't lose everything. <laughs> I lost him. But you people are there. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 
Yes. And and his uh, in a, uh, his lineage, his legacy of grandchildren. Grandchildren well. is there, and many of them behave like him. Yes. <laughs> many of them behave like him. Yes. Yes. So the journey. You wanted. Uh, let me let me ask a direct question. Um, the very same prayer you prayed for Sydney. Uh, the controversial one. I know you prayed it for dad at yes. some point. Yes. Uh, towards the end. Yes. That either you heal him or you take him. And I told you people. Yes. I said, um, I've looked at your father. It has been a long, long journey in and out of hospital. And now it's almost two months in hospital. Mm. I see you. If God wants to heal him, he will heal him. Mm. And he will stand. And he will walk around and he will do everything. Because God had done that before. He had done it before in 2013. Yes. And he had gotten healed and he had, uh, we thought that was it. Then he got sick again. And as we went through that journey, it was not easy. Mm. In and out of hospital, the coldest months mm-hmm. of 2018... I was in, we were in current hospital. Yeah. Watching over him. Yeah. And eventually, we prayed. Yeah. We prayed here in this house and we said, God, we are giving him to you. Mm. Whatever you want to do with him, if you want to heal him, heal him. But we don't want to see him suffering. This is one man that you never even associated death with. He was very much like my father. Yeah. And they were very good friends. They were very good friends. And you see now, I lost my father who was the the most important man in my life then. Now there's this other one uh, who I have talked about, this Sydney. Now we are talking about my husband who was also very close to me. He was a very good friend of mine. And he is, I'm watching him day in and day out. He's just looking, he's not talking and whatever. But before he kept quiet, before he stopped really, really talking because of the tubes in his mouth and everywhere, he had given his life to Christ. Yeah. So I told God, if you take him now, he's coming straight to you. Mm. And we are we have got hope that we will see him that again. That we will see him again. Mm. If you want to heal him, you have the power. There's nothing impossible with you. Mm. You can heal him. Mm. And so, God listens to that. And he's not talking to me. He's not saying anything. (laughs) And so one day, (laughs) one day, we have been there the whole day with Gloria. We have talked to him. Everybody came and talked to him and whatever. And then now, I'm going back with you, Beverly. And my sister is calling uh, Auntie Joy. Auntie Joy. And I'm telling Auntie Joy, Auntie Joy, you have to pray. Pray that if God is, if God is taking him, let him take him. And Joy says, I'm not praying like that. <laughs> I told her earlier that. Because Joy grew up in this house yes. almost like my firstborn. Yes. So she, she's very much part of this family. Yes. So she gets impatient at work we get impatient here and we go 
and we meet at the uh, in the parking lot and so we walk in we are walking we are walking uh, we have come up to that floor we hear some type of commotion that bell ringing and everything the machines the machines people yeah and then as we are going in somebody comes to tell us oh just, just sit here for in the next room so we sit in the next room and it's, what is happening i go and try peeping they say no just give us time so after a minute or two they call us so we go in and he doesn't look like he is making it hmm. he's not he's just still and we start singing we start praying we pray and we sing and we pray and we sing and all of a sudden we hear that thing like counting we look and it is 10 minutes 10 9 and when it comes to zero it just goes flat and that is the time i i say there goes my everything mm. but i still have time to pray i prayed i prayed and i told him just before if you are going put your hand in the hand of jesus and just go and so we sat there and we prayed and we prayed and, and we, we gave sang, him to the lord and cried. we sang we cried we prayed this happened at around a quarter to 1 7 to 7 in the evening mm. and by the time we were coming out of there it was 12 midnight it was midnight mm. we had done all the crying we had done everything and all of a sudden within 30 minutes friends and relatives were all over Karen mm. hospital mm. and he went and he went and he is there <laughs> waiting for us and it's been two years two years talk to me about you know those first days the darkest days after he went <laughs> and i'm not i i don't want us to to go back into a dark season of mourning but i want somebody who is in a dark season to understand yes. that they can come out yes. of it yes it was heavy yeah the morning was heavy everything was heavy and then we buried him and it was like god started doing things somebody called bay for a job <laughs> was it the un yes they started calling you barely before before we even buried him they were calling you they wanted you to go for an interview and then before we knew it somebody was looking for gloria to go for an interview so by the time we were still there bev had to fly to nairobi go for an interview i left two days after we buried him. yes um gloria left came did an interview and they were taken into very beautiful jobs mm. immediately I and mean- Sorry, go ahead. Ask. <laughs> no, I'm saying I so I, so we buried him on a Saturday and then I left on Monday morning. Yes. And I remember coming to your room to say goodbye. I don't know if you remember this because you were quite unwell. I think I was unwell. Though it was the toll of all the months of being in the hospital, in the hospital. and then mm-hmm. just the the heaviness of the grief. Yes. And I thought I was ready to leave. Yes. Uh and I saw you lying on that bed. Mm. And I just I broke down. Yes. I felt like I was abandoning you. Mm-hmm. I felt like I was turning my back on him. Mm. I couldn't even go to to the graveside. Mm. And I sat there and I cried for a while. 
Mm. And then I entered the car and left straight to the airport. Yes. And, I, you know, the good thing is, you know, we're a large family. So the yeah. blessing in that is I wasn't traveling alone. Yes. You know, my, you know, Sydney's wife, Sheba was there with his baby. And then Sharon was there with her family. So we were all coming back together. Yes. But it was a heavy, heavy time. Yes. Mm. It was heavy. And I kept thinking, baby's going to be in the house alone. Were you alone in the house? I was alone in the house, but I wanted to be alone in the house. Okay, so she, because from the moment he passed till the moment I got back here to an empty house, we were never alone. Yes, I thank God that there were people who walked that journey with us. Yes, who car- literally carried us when we couldn't. Yes, we didn't know ourselves, mm. but I wanted the privilege of mourning by myself. Yes. Yes. Uh, and not having to worry about anybody else's feelings. Yes. Uh, or anybody else's state of mind. Yeah. So yes, I was in the house by, uh, by myself for a long time, mm. for a few days. Going back to the family that carried us through. I also have a big family. Yes. My sisters Your took over. sisters. I don't even know how Joy to pray and Julia took over in Nairobi. Mm-hmm. My sister Frida leading the ones in Western, I told her, Frida, go to that house and act like it is your house. Take charge. Mm. And Frida knows how to take charge. <laughs> yes, we does. call her Mahesh. <laughs> she knows how to take charge. She took charge. She did. Yani, they did things so that by the time we were going home, it was like that home had been in her, people had been there waiting for us, yeah. doing things for us. And I want to thank God for my family. Yeah. I thank God for my big family. Uh, even my other family was uh, there here in Nairobi. We were working with them. But the people who took charge were my sisters. Yeah, yeah. They took charge yeah. in Nairobi and at home. They would not let go. Mm-hmm. And after um, the burial, they wouldn't leave you alone. They wouldn't leave me alone. They made sure that for a whole month I was there with somebody. Mm-hmm. Joy actually. Uh, took leave she was there for some time and then she was given um, some job to do in western province Yeah, Yeah. Mm -hmm. so she was going there she would go to work during the day and come to sleep and we were sleeping in my bedroom with her to the point (laughs) even when now when you were coming back to Nairobi after a couple of months I was with her yes she brought me here Yeah. Yeah. so my sisters my brothers-in-law my brothers they were there. Yeah. They were there. Yeah. Yeah. And I thank God for that big family. Yeah. Yes. So you went through, obviously your grief, your mourning was different because you had known him all your life. You yes. had known him in a different and more intimate way than you yes. did. Yes. Uh, and I remember you telling us, um, you took a trip to Israel that year. Yes. And you telling us how you left your grief there. Yes. So tell me about that. <laughs> Oh my God! We buried him on the seventh of uh, July, July, two thousand and eighteen. Two thousand and eighteen, May of two nineteen. Is it May or June? End May, beginning of June. I went on a trip mm-hmm. to Israel, mm-hmm. and again, my sister Joy and her husband were there. Yeah, literally. Bishop Kimiwi was holding my hand when we were climbing my Mount Sinai. He was holding my hand. Mm. 
wherever we went, he was taking, making sure that I'm comfortable. Mm. And Joy was making sure that I was comfortable. Mm. So what they did was, they would come to my room and pray for me, mm. and then go to their room and sleep. Mm. They took care of me, and that thing healed me. Mm. And when I went to the grave of Jesus, mm. I talked and I said, Lord, I came here with a lot of tears, a lot of grief. I'm leaving that grief here. Mm. It will not touch my children again. They will stop crying. I will stop crying. We have to move on. Mm. This is where my grief ends. Mm. That is where you died and you rose again and you, you, you conquered mm. death. Mm. Today, I'm conquering death. Mm. So that trip to Israel healed me. Mm. Yeah. And I thank you, children. You are the ones who paid for that ticket, and I was able to go. Mm. And I'm thanking God for you. Yeah. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, on behalf of the ones who paid, I know I didn't pay for it, but you know, <laughs> I was with you in prayer <laughs> and in spirit. But yes, on on behalf of the the ones who t- took that up. You know, yes. Thank you. Mm. Okay. Wow. And just walking that journey, and then now where we are now we can actually sit and laugh about it oh yes i mean there were days that it was so heavy and so dark Mm. what would you say to somebody who is in that position right now you will overcome Mm. you will overcome Mm. you know the which is it where they say when when the the fig tree does not blossom Mm. The fig tree goes, it is cut down. Mm. And it's like you have nowhere to hide from the sun. Yeah. Like you're covering your protection is gone. Mm. There is one protection that never goes. Mm. The Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. He takes over in ways you cannot understand. Yeah. You know, lot of th- lots of things that you think I couldn't do, you find you are doing. Yes. Then you look back and it's like, how did I get through this? Mm. Because Jesus was with you. Mm. Focus on the Lord. Mm. Just focus on the Lord. Allow the Christians to pray with you. Allow your family to be around you, your friends, and focus. You will overcome they will never understand what you're going through. Mm. Because right now, nobody can understand what I went through until I was not even eating. I, w- I could take water, a, a glass of water. I would take a quarter glass of water and it is too much, I'm vomiting. But I went through that season. I came out and I'm very strong. You are. I'm strong. And you've been strong for us. And you have been there for me also. Mm. You have been there for me. And it is just beautiful to mm. have you children around me, protecting me. Even that time, there was always one on my right and one on my uh, my left hand. Mm. There was always one of you around me or two of you around me. Yes. Thank you so much. <laughs> the Bible says children are an, are an inheritance from the Lord. Yes. So your quiver is definitely full. It is full. And even it, when but the still fig, has space. Even <laughs> when the fig tree has been cut off, it, it is not blossoming. The the quiver is full. Okay. And the Lord is taking care of me. Amen. So the only way to get through this is the Lord. Mm. 
Yeah. Wow. Okay. We have you and I can speak for days and days. So would you believe we are almost at one full hour? Oh my God. <laughs> and you thought we would not get here. Um, I want to say thank you to you for the exemplary example you have been for throughout my life. You know, you have not wavered on your values. You have not wavered on your standards. You have not wavered in your faith. And you have taught us. You have raised us in the ways of the Lord. Uh, you have shown us the importance of family. When I look at you and your sisters. And how, I mean, I, I, I just don't even know how we can ever... I just keep... We just need to keep praying for them. Because it's only God who can repay them for everything they did for mm -hmm. us. Uh, and have been doing since then. Mm -hmm. But just also, you know, watching your friendship and your relationship with dad, uh, how you honored him, how you honored, you have honored God all your life, mm. how you've protected us and chastised us all at the same time when we needed it, depending on what we needed. Mm. So I want to say thank you. And I want to say thank you for being my friend also. Because thank you. <laughs> there are people who, who are not friends with their mothers. I do not take it lightly. So I want to say thank you for that and that I appreciate you. And that I love you. Thank you. <laughs> I love you too. Aww. I appreciate you. Aww. And I'm the baby. Can you say it so that everyone hears? <laughs> say it. Yes. The, you're the only girl, the only daughter I have. And you're the baby. The others are only boys. Only because they were, I guess, tomboys growing up. But we are all girls. You have always been a lady. <laughs> I, there are people who I'm specifically going to send to minute 55 second 07 to listen to that part because they don't get it. They don't believe it. But I want to say thank you and I want you to sign us off. I want you to tell us your name. Uh, I want you to tell us what you've overcome. We've talked about cancer and grief. And I want you to tell us that you are enough. My name is Tabitha Chahonyo, and I love the Lord. We have overcome. We have overcome cancer. We have overcome death. We have overcome grief. And we are overcoming everything else that is coming our way because the Lord is with us. Amen. It's just because of the Lord Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm that we have become overcomers with him. Yes. So God bless you all. Thank you for listening. Thank you, Mama. Thank you for being on Beverly Speaks. And I can't wait to hear the feedback from this. I love you and God bless you too. God bless you. Bye. there you have it ladies and gentlemen guys and girls <laughs> I often get asked where I get my strength from this woman right here she grounds me she prays for me she literally will smack me down if she needs to and you know that happens she supports me. She cheers me on. She tells me the truth. Whether or not I want to hear it. Uh, she won't let me get away with mediocre. She is so amazing. She is my everything. 
And I thank God that I have her. I thank God that she's my mother. I thank God that we still have her. I thank God for the person that she is, for how she has just formed a greater part of who I am by modeling her life, her values, by living her life and modeling her values. I am truly in awe of her. That is my mother. She mothers me and all my siblings and I swear half of the world. (laughs) She is a mother to many, some not biological. She loves deeply and greatly and she absolutely, absolutely loves the Lord. For anybody out there who is going through a tough time, who doesn't know how they're going to get through, if she could get through, if we could get through, then you will certainly get through. I pray that you will have the strength today to just do one thing, whether it's getting out of bed, whether it's brushing your teeth, whether it's taking a shower, whether it's leaving the house, just do one thing. I'm not asking you to suddenly move mountains. I'm just saying that today do one thing and let's celebrate that one thing. And moment by moment, day by day, month by month, season by season, it shall come to pass that one day you will be able to smile and laugh as we are. Thank you for listening to my podcast. Thank you for interacting. Thank you for the feedback and the demand for her. We listen. I listen. And this is it. More to come next week from more of your demands. Until then, this is Beverly Speaks. And remember, you are loved and you are enough.